Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Jason Lipschutz, Billboard's Senior Director of Music. Hello, Jason. I'm coming to you from a different location in my house this week as the normal spot I record the show. Well, there was too much noise bleeding in from outside of the house. And well, I thought I'd try a different location. How's it going over there? <laughs> uh, I'm also in a different location this this week, but you know, I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, I'm all right as can be, uh, considering our very uh, interesting state of affairs that we are all in right now. But that said, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, You can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Now today on the show, we've got big chart news about how Lady Gaga earns her sixth number one album on the Billboard 200 chart with Chromatica, and how, crazily enough, it's just the second album by a woman in 2020 to hit number one. That's that's pretty wild, actually. Um, with that said, we'll be discussing our theories on why there have been so few leading ladies atop the chart this year, some near misses, and which upcoming projects might turn the tide for women at number one on the Billboard 200. In addition, we've got further chart news about how DaBaby's Rock Star, featuring Roddy Rich, hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and how former Billboard writer and noted margarita lover Jimmy Buffett scores his highest charting album on the Billboard 200 in over 15 years. But first, uh, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you never miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. That's plural. Um, so I, I say you never miss an episode. We did not have an episode last week, Keith. Um I thought uh, we, we both agreed that with everything going on, usually the, the show comes out on Tuesdays. Um, last Tuesday was Blackout Tuesday in the music industry. And obviously, um, I want to want to take a minute, as, as, as do you, to kind of reflect on everything that's been going on within the music community and, and outside of it since the May 25th uh, death of George Floyd and, and the nationwide protests that it sparked. Obviously, we we have felt um, a lot of different emotions over the past two weeks. Um, we have uh, over this, you know, just in terms of the Billboard staff had a, a lot of discussions and reflections and taken a lot of action. I'm really proud of uh, my colleagues uh, for everything that they've done uh, over the past two weeks. Uh, I'm proud of everybody who's been protesting um, across the country. And, you know, I, one of the things I wanted to to talk about really, really quickly, just because this is a, a music focused podcast is, um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done within the music industry. I I think everyone can agree on that. Um, I think there needs to be work done in terms of activism efforts, uh, in terms of donations, in terms of calls to action and term and in terms of reform. I think that, that is the the very least of what can be done by everyone, including myself in the music community. I do think that it's been um, emotional, as I've said. It, it also has been slightly heartening, and I, I I'm curious what you think about this, Keith. Just to see the biggest stars in music uh, over the past two weeks being part of the action and being and 
becoming involved. And, you know, one of the things, and, I, and in, by the time you're hearing this uh, podcast, it, it might be up on the site, but one of the things I, I've been working on over the past couple of days is a piece about um, the difference between pop music and the community's uh, reaction to everything that happened in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014 uh, versus everything that's going on now. And I, uh, in 2014, you know, the hip-hop community and, and obviously a lot of black artists spoke out about the wrongful killing of Michael Brown Jr., but largely the pop music community was was too silent on this and too silent in terms of commentary, in terms of donations, in terms of action. And I think in the six years since, we've seen not only more donations uh, from you know the pop's A-list as well as, as every, every pop artist and every major music artist, but also seeing images of People like Billie Eilish, Marching, Kendrick Lamar, Harry Styles, Madonna, Halsey, Ariana Grande. Um, that is, is as painful as these past few weeks have been, seeing them speak out for justice and for reform. Um, has I, I have noticed that and it, and it has been heartening to me. And, you know, like I said at the top, there's more work to be done. And I, I think that systemic change needs to happen. But... In terms of looking at the pop landscape, and we, you know, we talk about Keith and I talk about pop music every week here, um, but this is important, and I think that these actions don't go unnoticed, and um, you know, that's 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 how I feel, um, just in terms of the action that's been done. What do do you have any reaction to that, Keith? And just in terms of what you've noticed from the pop music community and and the response? Yeah, I mean. I think it is, as you say, it's been heartening to see such a range of artists and very, very big artists uh, go and join protests and let people, let let their voices be used um, to amplify a message. You know, uh, I, I thought it was interesting how Lady Gaga, and also appropriate, you know, it, it, it's, it's an interesting situation where, you know, you Lady Gaga released an album just as, you know, the protests began to happen. And I think she felt herself that it was uh, inappropriate and possibly unseemly to kind of do a traditional promotion of an album in the midst of everything that was going on. And she, um, at the tail end of last week, she turned over her, basically, I think, her social media accounts to um, giving a voice to um, things that need to be said that, you know, could help, you know, raise awareness and lift voices. And I thought that was a great thing to do when you have a platform, no matter how small, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you should do. And I think a lot of, a lot of artists, pop artists might be struggling with how to best convey their thoughts or a message without looking dumb or uneducated or, you know, whatever it is. And I think, I think if you feel that way, then maybe you should sort of take a moment and actually educate yourself a little bit more, um, uh, you know, because no one's going to be perfect when they try to get their 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 voice heard. And what we've seen in the past week or so with a lot of pop artists has been really, really great. I think still a lot more could still join join the cause and a lot more people could still uh, say something. But I think it's been I think it's been really uh, heartening, as you say, to uh, see what's happened in the past week. And I, I, I mentioned Ferguson to, just to compare and contrast how the music community at large reacted 
to just another just um, just horrific incident. But but just in terms of everything that has gone on in terms of my time covering music and popular music there, this is, you get a sense from everything going on right now that the world is refusing to go back to regularly scheduled programming. And you are seeing the artistic community react to that and demand change and, you know, not just wait out uh, a, 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 particularly fraught period in our in our country's history i think that you know when when you and it's also impacting what people are listening to in in terms of not only just protest music that that has been released um over the past week or so from you know run the jewels four to uh mickey guyton that, that amazing song black like me uh to uh t grizzly um and queen Nigia, mr officer um, really impactful music, but also existing music. You see the, the, we ran a piece last week, late last week, um, the streaming increases for songs like Childish Gambino's This Is America to Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar's Freedom to, you know, to songs that are a decade old, but are still resonant within not only just the black community, but, uh, just music listeners in general. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I think that it was, important for us to kind of not only take a step back um last week and reflect and educate ourselves and learn and be better i i can certainly be better and in terms of what i'm doing and saying and speaking out about and thinking about but but also to acknowledge that there is an evolution going on in the music community it it there's a long way to go but uh but it's happening, and I, I I take a little bit of comfort in that. To to every artist, every person within the music industry, every fan of of music uh, who has made some sort of effort to grow and uh, and fight and take action, um, it's important, and it's it's not done. It's not going to be done for a while. So so um, yeah, I, I I'm glad we I'm I'm glad we. Um, address this before you know talking about <laughs> another lady gaga triumph which is obviously worth covering but right. it's it's not as important as what's going on in the world and um you know i'm 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 just from from a personal standpoint keith i'm 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 glad that we took last week off and we took a beat to kind of because i i certainly needed the time to reflect and and um you know it it's even though we're back it's not business as usual so uh yeah We'll 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 spend the rest of this podcast talking about pop music and the charts, but um, that's where our hearts are at and and where our minds are at. Yeah. Uh, well, with that said, uh, let's talk about the charts. Uh, let's do it. It's just there's just no good transition here. I'm sorry. Um, well, first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, uh, Lady Gaga, who we mentioned already, um, her album Chromatica debuts at number one, and that garners Gaga her sixth number one album it also launches with the year's biggest week for an album by a woman as it bows with 274,000 equivalent album units earned in the u.s in the week ending june 4th of course according to nielsen music mrc data uh, gaga previously hit number one with the a star is born soundtrack with bradley cooper joanne cheek to cheek with tony bennett art pop and born this way now, Chromatica start of 274,000 units is the fifth largest week of 2020 for any album and the biggest of the year for an album by a woman. 
The last larger week for an album by a woman was when Taylor Swift's Lover launched with 867,000 units on the September 7th, 2019 dated chart. Uh, Also, Chromatica posted some robust streaming numbers as the album garnered 87.2 million on-demand streams for its songs in its first week. Now, that's the biggest streaming week for any album outside of the R&B, hip-hop, and Latin genres in 2020. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also amazing, Keith, um, for, you know, I guess amazing, um, but it's surprising at least uh, how out of, there's been 18 number one albums so far this year. Chromatica is only the second album by a woman uh, to be number one. That's that's wild to me. I had no idea. Yeah, I I didn't quite realize it either until I was doing my research for my story on Sunday. Um, it, the the only albums by women to have been number one this year are Chromatica and Selena Gomez's Rare, uh, which debuted at number one on the January twenty fifth chart. Wow, that's I, I can't believe. It. And that, that, first of all, the the release of Rare feel feels like it was eight years ago. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other sixteen number ones uh, this year have all come from uh, all male groups or solo male artists. So so what? So what gives here, Jason? Um, why, why are the men crowding out all the ladies at number one? You know, it's it's interesting because at the same time that um, a lot of uh, women are scoring their first Hot 100 number ones uh, in terms of, you know, from Megan the Stallion to Doja Cat. Um, now we, yeah, there's been this dearth of of female artists at the top of the albums chart. I do think that, and I, I see in your notes, I was this was exactly what I was thinking. Just the the steady stream of hip hop albums that have hit number one. You have all of these hip hop artists scoring number one album after number one album. Uh, recently, Gunna and Future and uh, Young Boy Never Broke Again. I mean, it's just been um, on and on week after week, and just out of, I guess, out of coincidence, you you haven't had uh, a big female rapper put out um, an album in a minute. Now I know Megan Thee Stallion put out uh, a project, but it wasn't really touted as an official official album. Right. And meanwhile, you don't you don't have a Cardi B album, you don't have a Nicki Minaj album. So I think that as I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Keith. You you would know better than me. But as more and more hip hop albums notch number ones um it's going to block some uh and and it's just been so uh dominated by by men just in terms of the last few months it's it's going to block out uh some other projects from women yeah i mean you know women are still making noticeable impressions you know near the top of the chart you know just not as well as men it's just there have been so many hip-hop albums come out in 2020 and so much of hip-hop is dominated by male voices that it just becomes sort of normal it's very normal that the top 10 and the number one is very dominated by a lot of rap albums by men because the rap game is generally run by a bunch of men um and as jason said like we're in a pause like we don't have a new cardi album like we don't have a new nikki album and generally speaking you could probably count on either one of those debuting at number one most likely um that said um and i'm taking something away from jason that i've assigned to him in his notes so i'm telling you now um please do you know we've had uh women debut at number two this year uh, that would have been number one in any other week 
you know, Halsey's Manic debuted at number two. Um, Kehlani's It Was Good Until It Wasn't debuted at number two. Um, I always pronounce her name wrong, so I'm going to say it once, and then Jason's going to correct me. Janae Aiko's Chalumbo. Yeah, you got it. Well done. Oh, hey, hey, I got it right. Um, plus, we also had top five debuts from Dua Lipa with Future Nostalgia and Fiona Apple with Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Um, so uh, there have been women in the top 10, but still, it's a very male-dominated top 10 right now. And then meanwhile, you have some female pop superstars who just haven't, you know, either re- aren't going to release an album this this year or are, we're still waiting on, you know, we're probably not getting a new Taylor Swift album this year. Uh, and meanwhile, we're still waiting for a Rihanna album and Adele album. Uh, I think the Dixie Chicks album is, is going to do really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a coincidence because, you know, if you have a new Taylor Swift album come out in February 2020 instead of August 2019, then, you know, she's going to spend a couple weeks at the top of the Billboard 200, presumably. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're always just we're always just an album drop away from, you know, suddenly the the chart statistics changing completely, you know, and, you know, there could be Ariana Grande could drop two albums out of the sky this year. We yeah. don't know. Um, and, you know, Gaga could have another album. We just don't know. But right now, I think I think it's compounded to a degree a, a little bit by um, COVID-19 concerns and how a number of albums were actually pushed back and had their releases delayed. Like Gaga's album was supposed to come out in April and they pushed it back. So there could be some albums that are impacted by that that maybe need a different kind of setup. Um, but yeah, right now, it's just a lot of men at the top of the chart. But um, well, we actually do have other chart news. Uh, we're going to stay with the Billboard 200 here. Um, former Billboard writer, yes, really, he really was a former Billboard writer at some <laughs> point many, many decades ago, and noted margarita expert Jimmy Buffett debuts at number two on the Billboard 200 with Life on the Flip Side. The set marks his highest charting album since 2004 when License to Chill became his first number one. Uh, now, the new album was supported by a concert ticket album sale redemption offer with his upcoming tour, which has been postponed until 2021, um, as was, by the way, Lady Gaga's Chromatica album. She has three stadium shows set for August that are still on the books, and she has a ticket bundle with those three shows that also helped her first week. But th- that was a portion of her week. It wasn't like it was all from the ticket bundle. Um, lastly, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, uh, DaBaby's Rockstar featuring Roddy Rich jumps from number three to number one, giving DaBaby his first number one on the Hot 100. And it's Roddy Rich's second number one after the box earlier this year. It's a huge congrats to the baby. That's that's very very cool to see. And this is the the second rock star recently, at least semi recently, to hit number one, right, Keith? That's right. It wasn't uh, too long ago uh, when Post Malone's own rock star, featuring Twenty One Savage, spent eight weeks at number one in late 2017. Now you may be wondering, hey, are there other shared number one song titles ah. that were actually different songs that went to number one? Did I say that right? Anyway, well, um, we've got Adele and Lionel Richie with Hello, different songs, same titles, both number ones. Uh, Some other examples include Rihanna and Madonna with Take a Bow, and Mary J. Blige and Sly and the Family Stone with Family Affair. So uh, it's almost like it was a chart stat wrapped into some chart news. Hey. Hey, I loved it. There's more because now it actually is time for the chart stat of the week. 
This week in 2006, the Dixie Chicks, who we mentioned earlier, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart with Taking the Long Way. The album opened atop the chart dated June 10th, 2006, and was the group's first album since 2002's chart-topping Home. Taking the Long Way was a major return for the trio, comprising Natalie Maines, Marty McGuire, and Emily Strayer. In 2003, the act's red-hot career came to a sudden halt. While performing in London in March of 2003, as then-President George W. Bush was preparing to invade Iraq, Maines told the crowd, quote, just so you know, we're on the good side with y'all. We do not want this war, this violence, and we're ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas, end quote. Although she soon apologized, the backlash was instant. The group all but vanished from country radio, who had supported the group steadily with 14 top 10s on the Hot Country Songs chart since the act's 1997 debut. Well, Taking the Long Way was a huge commercial and critical success, and it also garnered the Grammy Award for Album of the Year in 2007. So while we did have to wait for a time for the Dix Chicks to return, it did certainly pay off in great dividends. That said, it's been a long time since the Chicks have made new music. We're still currently waiting for the act's next album, which is titled Gaslighter, and that will be the trio's first studio album since Taking the Long Way. So there you have it this week in 2006. The Dix Chicks were number one on the Billboard 200 with Taking the Long Way. They say time heals everything, but I'm still All right, uh, we've reached the end of our show. Do you have any parting words, Jason? Um, just uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody for their action, for their for their words. Just listen to other people. Um, don't be afraid to say Black Lives Matter. Empathize um, and educate yourself. That's that's what we'll be doing. So uh, maybe with that said, uh, what song do you think we should go out on this week? Let's do uh, Let's do All Right by Kendrick Lamar. All right. Let's do All Right. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I'll be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even room with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about.